Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. The Chautauqua County Health Assessment and Improvement Plan for 2022 through 2024 was released in February. We spoke with Interim County Public Health Director Dr. Michael Falk about what was learned in the assessment and plans moving forward. I have Interim uh, Health Director Dr. Michael Falk on the line with us today to talk more about the Chautauqua County Health and Human Services uh, Community Health Assessment and Community Health Improvement Plan that was released in conjunction with other health uh, organizations in Chautauqua County. So thank you for being on the line with us. You're welcome. Good morning, Julia. So My pleasure. Oh, thank you. So sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah, I just was hoping for, for listeners that may not be familiar with, uh, could you give a, a brief overview of what this assessment and plan is and, and what is it, why was it being done? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the community health assessment and community health improvement plan is is a collaboration with our three county hospitals and about eight uh, community partners. So there has existed a um, Chautauqua County community health planning team, uh, which includes uh, key stakeholders for public health and, and health care. And this group, and keep in mind, you know, I came into the health department uh, as the interim director at the end of November. So a lot of this work really had already been done over the previous couple of years. Um, and, you know, what this assessment and plan uh, is is based on New York State's prevention agenda. Uh, this is New York State's health improvement plan. It's a blueprint for state and local action to improve the health and well-being of New Yorkers while also promoting health equity in all populations. And this planning team identified really four priority areas. Number one, uh, prevent chronic disease. Number two, promote well-being and prevent mental and substance use disorders. Three, promote healthy and safe environments. And four, promote healthy women, infants, and children. And so as I, you know, step into this interim role and as we start looking at and talking about um, sort of reorganizing our health department and rebranding our health department, this is really our uh, local blueprint uh, to give us some guidance in regards to, you know, what are the uh, perceived priorities for our community when it comes to uh, public health. So uh, that's sort of the, you know... um, a little bit of a rundown and introduction of what this is. Mm-hmm. And there was um, a health survey that had been done, at least recently in the last year. I presume that was part of this whole process? Yeah, that is exactly right. It's, you know, the, the health planning team uh, led this, you know, getting this survey out and really worked together to gauge the community's perceived health priorities, assets, and then needs through this web-based and paper survey. 
um, and numerous uh, community conversations. So um, it, it really is based on, you know, the community's perceptions of what, what our needs are uh, in our community. And with those four target areas that have been identified, what what are the plans for going forward now? Well, we are you know very in you know very early in the the stages of um, uh, really trying to wrap our heads around what this um, community health assessment is all about. You know, again, it's one hundred and eighty some odd pages, um, but you know within those four priority areas, there are several things that I think we as a health department really want to make some, uh, uh, make some headway on. And, and you know, and I, I could break that down uh, based on those four priority areas. So number one at preventing chronic disease, you know, when we look at the causes of death in our county, um, you know, the f- top five are heart disease, cancer, uh, chronic lower respiratory diseases, which would include things like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, primarily caused by smoking. Uh, number four, unintentional injuries. And number five, cerebrovascular disease, which would include things like stroke. Um, and, you know, one of the things that really has been a, a big part of any kind of public health initiative is looking at cigarette smoking and, and how those play a role in the heart disease, cancer, uh, chronic lower respiratory diseases. You know, and we still have work to do uh, in Chautauqua County. So although cigarette smoking has decreased uh, in New York State overall from 14.1% in 2017 to 12% in 2020, we in Chautauqua County are a little bit behind that. So, um, you know, we're looking at 20.9% of our uh, population in Chautauqua County um, uh, smoke cigarettes. Uh, which the good news is it's down from 25.8% in 2016, uh, but still, um, you know, behind the overall numbers in New York State. So, you know, we want to work on, you know, educating, um, and we're really looking at beefing up our social media presence uh, uh, within the health department to really highlight the dangers and, 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 and look at some meaningful programming to reshape, reshape social norms. Uh, you know, we have several groups within New York State and the county, the New York State Smokers Quit Line, tobacco dependence treatment program, uh, working with all of our primary care providers to, to figure out ways to get um, this treatment out to folks. But, um, but you know, I think we want to, in the framework of chronic disease, you know, we want to figure out how to get some messaging out, um, you know, determine how we employ some community programming to really make a difference. Um, in, in some of these things. And, you know, it, it may be something as simple as getting messages out uh, on our social media platforms that do reach thousands of people within our county. Um, you know, simple things like the dangers of just, you know, sugary beverages. And, and um, you know, it really is a sort of a uh, an all-encompassing, you know, uh, large uh, thing to try to tackle. But little by little, we want to start chipping away. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when we look at promoting well-being and preventing mental and substance use disorders, um, we have a um, uh, a big priority within the county uh, to tackle uh, the opioid burden. If you look at the community health assessment, you'll see that, you know, Chautauqua County is not faring well with our opioid burden. And, and what that looks at is, 
you know, hospitalizations, emergency department visits, and non-fatal overdoses. Um, and when you look at 2019 data, it's 513 out of 100,000 uh, have been hospitalized, visited the emergency department, or had a non-fatal overdose. Um, the good news is, is that when you look at overdose deaths, although they are increasing in large part due to um, the large amount of fentanyl uh, out there, um, while, while the overdose are increasing over the last couple of years, um, you know, when you look at uh, New York State relative to Chautauqua County, we're sort of in the middle of the pack. So I do think that we're, you know, some of our efforts, um, you know, are making a difference in helping to reduce overdose deaths, uh, which is the number one priority when we look at the, the opiate use um, disorder uh, problem and crisis that we have, uh, not only in Chicago County, but nationwide. Um, it's really to, to um, reduce over overdose deaths. Um, you know, we're looking at, you know, last year, uh, in 2021, we were somewhere in the low 50s as far as opioid deaths within Chautauqua County. Uh, we don't have the final numbers yet. There are a number of uh, um, uh, tox um, evaluations, toxicology reports from the medical examiner's office still pending from 2022. Uh, but we're looking at, you know, being upwards of that high 40s, around 50 deaths. Um so obviously, you know, this is a huge priority for us, not only from the health department, but from the county government as a whole and office of mental, uh, or, the, uh, or mental hygiene. Um, you know, we are engaged with the um, um, Chautauqua um, uh, partnership, uh, you know, Steve Kilburn's group uh, with the Healing Communities uh, Study. Uh, and, you know, folks can really get a lot of information about what, what we are doing as a county and what these group is doing uh, on combat addiction, THQ.com. Um, but we, you know, we as a health department are, you know, collaborating with a number of community partners um, and, um, and hospitals and, and physicians' offices uh, to, to tackle this problem from every angle. And what we're finding out is that this is really a demand problem. Um, if we could figure out ways to, you know, reduce barriers to treatment, prevent overdoses with, with uh, Narcan administration and Narcan education, um, uh, you know, and, and reduce the demand, we then will eventually reduce the supply. Obviously, we have uh, our local police agencies are doing everything they possibly can uh, every single day to get the, the drug, the particular fentanyl, off the street. But as long as we still have a demand, the drugs are going to find their way here to Chautauqua County. So, um, you know, we want to, you know, frame our discussion, you know, in regards to the opioid burden uh, around really getting all of our community partners together uh, and, um, and tackling this from every angle that we can. It really is an all-hands-on-deck. Uh, type of uh, um, type of uh, problem to solve. So. And uh, with uh, the Jamestown Police uh, Department and well, Public Safety uh, Department put out their uh, annual report for last year, and they did talk about the um, how there were op you know less opioid deaths, but more 
overdoses, but that were non-fatal. And, and, and we had hypothesized within you know the station that that the ability to, or the access to Narcan has increased, at least in terms of it, you know, people being trained in how to use it and, and having it more available to the community and thinking that that possibly was a factor in seeing the, um, the number of non-fatal uh, overdoses rise because, you know, people weren't dying at least. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And, and we're still trying to figure out, you know, ways in conjunction with our community partners to get more Narcan um, out to the community. Um, you know, Narcan boxes, um, you know, are becoming, you know, you can think of, uh, you know, the the external defibrillators that are placed in public locations uh, for a number of years now. Uh, we're starting to think about how we how we get Narcan uh, boxes out into the community, whether they be in schools uh, or commonly um, uh, visited areas within the community, uh, and making sure there are no barriers to folks obtaining Narcan. So, you know, we're working diligently on that. So, I think you're out. You know, those observations from Jamestown are absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And one th- another thing I noticed is that, you know, while this is a release that came out of Chautauqua County government, that this is a collaborative um you know, adventure, I guess, in a sense, uh, for it's not just the county government and county health department working on this. You're working collaboratively with everybody who's involved with health in Chautauqua County. Yeah, I mean, there are, uh, you know, several, um, probably a dozen or so uh, community partners that are working, uh, working on this. So, um, you know, Steve, Steve Kilborn is the lead with our uh, Office of Mental Hygiene uh, with this um, uh, Chautauqua County um, Substance Use Partnership. Um, you know, we had a meeting actually that Steve led this past um, uh, Monday. Um, and, you know, you, you have folks, uh, you know, co- community partners from, uh, you know, the Chautauqua Center, the Resource Center, Prevention Works, um, you know, Hope Chautauqua. Um, so these are, you know, sort of uh, non-for-profit, private entities, uh, and we're all sort of putting our heads together to try to figure out how to solve um, these problems and prevent deaths. That's the number one priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned that you, you talked about the um, heart disease, you know, that was one of the first priorities and, and going after tobacco use. And now you've mentioned, obviously, the um, reducing um Drug overdoses or drug death or drug overdose deaths under mental health. You said there was two other areas that you're working on um, for you know in terms of you know main focuses. What are the other two again? So the other two are, are promoting a healthy and safe environment, and then promoting health uh, healthy women, infants, and children. So when we look at promoting healthy and safe environments, I think our number one priority uh, is um, you know, lead poisoning prevention. Um, the, you know, Chautauqua County, um, uh, you know, obviously um, has a, a lot of older homes. Um, lead paint was not banned uh, until 1978. And 52.7% of homes uh, in Chautauqua County were built prior to 1950. Uh, so that means that there's a significant number of homes in our county that very likely have lead paint. And so, um, you know, we want to work with um, uh, 
our you know primary care offices or pediatricians offices to make sure that we're breaking down any kind of barriers to uh, you know testing our children uh, because you know uh, lead poisoning really disproportionately affects the development of, of our young children so you know babies and toddlers and and um, and young you know school children uh, who are still having a lot of brain development are susceptible to lead poisoning. So, you know, we certainly want to continue getting the message out about, you know, home renovations and older homes, uh, any type of, you know, uh, standing, uh, you know, whether it be um, you know, window molding, baseboard, maybe painted floors, um, anything like that is made to serve some of that underlying paint, which may have lead in it. So, there are lead testing kits. There are contractors out there in the community who are sort of certified and understand the importance of, of lead. Um, you know, sometimes it's more important to sort of seal that lead in as opposed to sand it down and repaint it. Um, you know, our health department does um, lead uh, the Chautauqua County um, Healthy Homes Program. Uh, you know, you can find, you know, folks can find information on our website in regards to whether or not somebody may be eligible uh, through uh, grant funding to, to help, uh, you know, do some renovations and lead abatement in, in their homes, whether it be a, a home that's owned by the, by the individual or a rented home. Uh, there are a number of things that may qualify somebody for that program. Uh, but, you know, our health department uh, can also be a resource to help people, uh, you know, help make those decisions and prevent uh, that lead exposure. Um, so uh, this grant that the Chautauqua County has is a, a lead hazard control grant from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to help re remediate lead hazards that are identified in households. So, you know, we want to make sure we're getting that message out because it's certainly not something that all of us think about when it comes time to, you know, sand down, um, you know, some some wood trim in a home and do some, you know, simple renovation, you know, a small amount of that dust may contain lead and may be harmful to young children. So, um, you know, if there's any concern, you know, obviously um, about lead, and the pediatricians in our in our area are obviously paying close attention to certain periods in, in a child's life and, and, and asking those questions about, uh, how old the homes are when they were built and, and doing appropriate appropriate testing there. So we want to make sure that there are no are no barriers to, you know, providing this education and, and also having our primary care uh, providers in the community uh, testing uh, our children. Uh, the, the other, the fourth one was promoting healthy women, infants, and children. Uh, we have a very robust community health nursing program within our health department um, who oversee a community nurse family partnership. And, and as of the end of this last year, a new program called the Welcome Home Baby Program. So any, really any uh, new births within the, uh, within the county hospitals, which would really at this point in time now uh, include, uh, you know, only UPMC Chautauqua, which is I think is the only hospital out of our three um, that are delivering babies, um, you know, every, we are calling those uh, new parents. Uh, we are sending some things home for the new parents and, and um, 
we actually do have nurses going into the hospital and visiting with new parents. Um, and, and there's a lot of different resources that our community nurses can provide. Um, but, you know, one of them, importantly, is, um, you know, uh, breastfeeding tips. Um, our breastfed babies in Chautauqua County, um, you know, has decreased from 59% in 2018 to 49% in 2021. So, you know, we want to try to engage our new parents. Uh, we want to provide as many assets that we can from a county perspective uh, to educate about the importance of, of, of breastfeeding um, and, um, um, and, and really anything else that involves a new baby. Our, our, our community health nurses can, you know, do, even do simple things like weighing babies and things like that. So um, the other, you know, the other big issue under this, you know, subsection is the number of babies in our county being born with neonatal uh, opiate withdrawal. Um, this is 33 births out of 1,000. Um, you know, in Chautauqua County compared to 12.7 out of 1,000 births in New York State. Obviously, this is directly related to the opioid burden. Uh, we have a very robust program uh, within Chautauqua County called Strong Starts that really provides, uh, this, these can be referred from uh, uh, OB offices or pediatricians' offices or primary care offices uh, to really help uh, mothers who are struggling with opiate use disorder, who are pregnant, um, you know, to, to provide them as much assistance as possible, not only up through the birth, but for months to even years afterwards. So, um, you know, those are sort of our, I think, the the, um, the big focus under each of these different subdivisions of the uh, prevention agenda priority areas. So. Mm -hmm. And then once you, I mean, obviously this is... Uh a two-year program. So that at the end of uh, 2024, is there another kind of assessment that's done and it's like just a repeating process? There very likely would be. Um, so, you know, as a, um, you know, a local health department who receives state funding, um, there are certain requirements, um, you know, that um, the state gives us that we sort of must do. And, and this community health assessment is one of them. Uh, my hope is that, you know, this is done every couple of years. Um, it helps us uh, reprioritize um, and really looking hard at the data uh, from across the state um, and, and seeking, you know, the uh, opinions from our community members. Um, and this is, what it's, this is really what it's based on and what it's all about. So my hope is that, you know, in... Uh, come 2024, uh, we would have a, a new community health assessment and community health improvement plan. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, I think, uh, I think that's a lot of information there. Uh, we might have covered maybe 10 pages out of the 180. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think those are the, those are the big you know, points and the big messages uh, that I think are coming out of this uh, uh, assessment. 
All right. Well, if anybody wants to read the full report, they can do that by visiting chqgov.com and go to the Health and Human Services page. Uh, if you scroll down, you'll see news, and they'll have the uh, link to the announcement about the release of the Community Health Assessment and Community Improvement Plan, along with a link to the full 188-some-page document. So, but Dr. Michael Falk, thank you so much for taking the time with us to explain what this is all about today. You got it. You're welcome, Julia. Take care.